This is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery homicides take me. Give me all you got! Listen, Give me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Heat Minute. We left you with Albert Torina, with Vincent, about to tear him to shreds with Drucker. Um, and I'm joined once again by the man who goaded me into this and made many, many Wayne Grow uh, resume jokes the last time he was on the show, Mr. Shukud, co-host of Cinephiles now, his new podcast. The new out. Cinephiles. Welcome back. How are you, sir? I'm very well. You've come a long way. <laughs> I've come a long way since I was here last <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's a much more organized operation this time. It is. You've got a lot of people running around. You've got a PA now. <laughs> I couldn't just walk straight into the studio. I was like... I was sitting on a milk crate the last time I was here, but now this is very schmick. I like this. Yeah, we're getting pretty schmick. We're getting pretty schmick. We're trying. We are at the 34th minute of Michael Mann's 1995 crime opus, Heat. And in this moment, and we talked about in the previous minute with Mr. Garth Franklin, that this is the first scene that Pacino did as Vincent Hanna in Heat. The first scene shot as Vincent Hanna. Really, the first one. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no. so we can we can dive into that, yeah. which is great because it it does ripple through, but it does have one of the fantastic lines of the film. So Stu has asked specifically to be here for it because he's got some he's got some impressions. I'm sure that are going to get doled out, <laughs> ladies and gents. You listen along um, to this one, and then we are going to dissect it right now. I do for you, you don't do for me. Is that it? Vincent, man, I swear, I, I was out all night, man. I'm, I'm hitting like one of them flamingo matador What's guys, flamingo? man. It's got nothing to do with you me. Know, I'm, I was cutting it real smooth. I'm generating leads and shit for you. I'm a dancer, man. You, you know. Bullshit. I paged your ass all day. I can't stand fucking paged. Oh, man, I'm man, a speed know. freak. Jack and methamphetamine again. Oh, man, where, where's your empathy, brother? It's a substance of Empathy problem. was yesterday. Today, you're wasting my motherfucking time. Vincent, man, look. Did you fall in love? Come on. Did you fall in love last night? Went off somewhere. Vincent. Just tell me that. I'll, I'll settle for it. You know what I mean? I'll buy that. V- Vincent. Give me all you got! Vincent. Give me all you got! I swear, man, my brother, man, my brother, my brother Richard's gonna talk to you. Man. I heard Richard. He gonna talk to you. Richard? Richard. Richard? He gonna meet you, man, I swear, tonight. He's not here, is he? His brother Richard gonna talk to you. Played by Tone Loke. We're going to see in an upcoming scene. So good. You love it? I love this scene. I, I love, love it too. Yeah. I And you touched on, I remember when we, before we started recording this, we were discussing about like how Pacino plays, plays this. And you, you infer that there may have been some, like he may have had a coke habit. That yeah. He's playing, he's, he's in, playing him like he's got a. In a, in a previous episode, Joe Lynch. So in, in, when the definitive edition of Heat came out, guys, Chris Nolan did a Q&A in an L.A. cinema um, with Michael Mann and a stack of the cast, including Pacino and De Niro, like nearly most of the principal cast there, Kilmer. Um, um, I think Na- all but Natalie Portman was there. And Joe Lynch, who's a previous guest on the podcast, talked to us about Pacino actually confirming and Mann discussing in a bit of detail that his original conception of Vincent Hanna was a guy who was taking a sniff of cocaine before 
he came into these situations where he was trying to intimidate and make people uncomfortable. And so um, that's one, absolutely one way you can view the film now. Like, it, I guess it's like the, it's like a redux viewing. If you want to view it as Vincent has got a coke habit that we don't see, you can view it like that. But I actually don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that this is a guy who knows that I have to intimidate and freak people out. Well, it's king of the jungle. Yeah. You're in... You're in Vince. You're on Vincent's patch, yeah. and he's just given you a free pass. You're a low-level crook. Who yeah. You think you are something. Yes. But he's come in saying, "No, no, it's shakedown time. <laughs> you work. You work for me. Yes. But by it's my good graces, I allow you to have your to Little make crappy your chop shop. Yeah. And but, wear your tweed suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, he would have been here in the previous minute. I like that he's midway through a meal when they walk in. Like yeah. he's, and I, I always wonder. Yeah, he's got the silverware out. <laughs> like it's not a burrito. Yeah, he's, he's eating like, with silver and a little table. You know, like look, use your hands. No, no, I'm refined. That's what. Yeah, and it's I love it this when it's the the gimme or you got. Yeah, in the sound design, it sounds like there's a goat in the background. Yes. When it's like a, there's some there's a bleating in the background, which I always love. Yeah, and so you you know the the minute begins and. It's, Albert is already backpedaling from minute one. They're trying to contact him and we've already, we've already heard that it's, it's critical. And in the previous minute with Gar Franklin, we talked about, this is like a two hour drive out of downtown LA to get to this place where it is said. So the two hours out of LA, they had to come down here and the crime scene is two hours back in the opposite yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's letting this guy run this little chop shop buy his tweed suits, yeah. be a flamingo dancer. <laughs> and he's not... Falling in love whenever he sees fit. And and the first line, I do for you. I do for you. Oh, he's so sweet. He, he's almost got this sweetness at the beginning. And then y- you love the changes in the performance. Like, oh, I was going to call... Bah, 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 it's the it's domestic violence. It's kind of... It's, yeah. it's bitter and sweet from, from Pacino. It's like, I lure you in, and yeah. then it's go time. Yeah. Like, because I... and. I love exactly what you said is by my good graces, like I'm the king. Yeah. By my good graces, you are here and not in prison. And a predator, like he knows at this time that Macaulay is a predator. He knows that there are real crew out there and I'm not mucking around. Time Mm. is of the essence. Yeah. They've done some serious damage. They've put some bodies down. I'm not going to let someone roadblock me like someone like this. So either I shut you down and put you back inside and then you're gone or you give me what I want. Yes. And I, I love the way to cut to the chase. <laughs> and so he's trying trying to do it. I love I love the I love the Ricky the, Harris the mocking. <laughs> he's like, I'm a dancer. And Vincent's like, you're he's he's like, you're a dancer, questioning him doing the shoulder movement. What's this? What's this? What's this? You're a dancer. You're, what are you talking about? I'm just asking you a question. Does this got nothing to do with me? I'm out there getting leads. I'm getting stuff for you. I love this. And and he's like but then Drucker puts it into context. We're at 32 minutes, or 33 minutes and 20 seconds. He puts it into context and says, I paid you all night. Yeah, and again, it's a, it's an insight into how their crew works. Yes. The Pacino's not necessarily doing all the grunt work. He, he's got his generals out there doing his work for him. as much, Same as Macaulay's crew have their set tasks. Yeah. And we see it in this. Uh, Vincent's in, always it, doing that throughout this. You've got this, you've got that. And in the earlier scene, on, in the, on the phone with Casals, where he gets pissed off at um, the fact that uh, uh, Chris Chahelis' shape charge is essentially untraceable. Yeah. Um, in that scene, 
the first question he asks when he picks up the phone, tell me Albert Torino called back. Yeah. And then Casals doesn't know because he's not, it's not his p- patch. Yeah. He's working on that. Exactly. He's got another look. He's got, a different task. He lo- yeah. goes over to Jack and he's like, you know, did Torino call back? Have we got him yet? Yeah. And he, got, and he goes, no. Yeah. So that's why he's, and that's why you get to this. That's why he's starting at like. I paid you all night. You know how important this shit is. And you get the sense when they may have come out here in the past that they might try and sweet talk him into giving them something. But mm. this is not that. This is like, don't bullshit us. Let's yeah. get to the point. <laughs> you feel like the page here is there is going to be times where we're going to sweep, we're going to put you into a position where you're going to get something out of giving us some information. Well, and then, there, and then there, there are times that when I paid you, you better... You better drop everything. Drop everything. Yeah. Because I'm not going to page you for any other reason. And we don't keep doing it. No. Right? It, you should be smart enough to know when... Like, you're not a criminal anymore. No. You're a rat. Yes. So you work... <laughs> You know, you work for me. You're on our roster. Yeah. Oh, it's my day off. I'm not a narc today. No, you are a narc. narc Every day, you're on a call. Narc is a narc. Narc is a narc is a narc. Question. This is something that I thought more about in the last minute talking to Garth Frank, and I'm really interested to get your insights, is does Tarina know, in your mind, does Tarina know about this already? And is that why he's not calling Vincent and Drucker back. Yeah. I think he knows what's out there. Yeah. Because otherwise he wouldn't know... Because he knows his brother knows something. So he's kind of deflecting because he doesn't want... Is the whole brother move a way of like... He knows Neil McCauley's crew. Well, I think there's also... There's a dance that goes back the other way. Yes. He's got... Like, he is selling out the criminal underworld. Yes. But he's got to make it look like he's giving it up with a little bit of resistance. Yes. So he can't be like... Here, at your beck and call. So yeah. he's got to be like, he's got to, it's for his own sake. So my, he's, my, my, my brother Richard going to talk to you. <laughs> I've, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I've, I've held out as long as possible. All right, here's the information. So it's like, it's his way of... <laughs> it's less than 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's all it takes sometimes. But it's like his way of going, look, I haven't completely sold out as a as a, as a crook yet. Yes. I'm still, I'm still a badass. And it's like, no, you're not. No, no. you know, but yeah, but he's obviously running something. Um... But do we know if he was going to know he's definitely, like, the name Slick was going to get dropped? No. He just... I'm not sure, but... He knows something's in the water. He knows his brother knows something. I I wonder if he's... If he knows his brother knows something, so he's using that as a... I'm just going to give them anything. Or, as a crook, who, who would you be more scared of? They're both scary guys. Vincent just throws you in jail, kills your whole operation. You're in big trouble. And, and you're thrown in jail as a rat. Even bigger trouble for him because he's then thrown in with guys that Vincent, he's potentially ratted on, so he's in big trouble in it, in that case. Or you know about this crew of invisible guys who just put down three cops for in nothing. broad daylight, or like, or, sorry, three um, armored security, security guards there, um, and, you know, led the cops on a wild goose chase. But if Macaulay's so good, you'd get the sense that he wouldn't even know... He may not even know that he exists. Because he's such a phantom. Yes. But he wouldn't even... He, he might know the bodies. Yeah. He doesn't know. It's not like they've got... Their crew's got a name <laughs> because they're, they're ever-evolving. They're ever-changing. Yeah. Subbing in and out players. But also, even if he did know something, it's like, oh, I don't know the name of that crew, but if I know a crew that's so good that they'll take down an armoured car in broad daylight and kill three guys... At the drop of a hat. Do I really <laughs> want to rat on them? Yeah. Do I want to... <laughs> Do I want to give it up straight away and be no in front of other people as well? Like yeah. that's the thing. There are other there are other guys in his crew around that yes. know the cops have been out to speak to him. So it's yeah. really not a secret that, that he's a gives it up. Yeah, yeah, because he has to be. Like it's that's part of the game as well. Yes. So, but 
Yeah, but Pacino here, like this is one of those scenes where there are certain scenes where I often think if the people swapped, if De Niro was in his role and vice versa, this is not a scene I don't think Pacino could necessarily go to these levels. Like, oh, you De Niro could go. Oh, sorry, De Niro could go to Pacino. Like Pacino can really spike up very quickly. Yes. Which I don't always think De Niro is more of that smoldering. He can't go to the. He goes to a different type of controlled rage. Yeah, and the controlled rage is like the most sustained controlled rage performance you've seen De Niro in. It has to be Max Cady in Cape Fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Um, but that's maybe, got that's got his hand almost around the throat sort of thing. Whereas yes. This is this is part of the performance. This is why. Vincent loves doing this job. Yes. That's why he lo- that's why he's addicted to it. Yeah. As McCauley's addicted to taking down scores, this is why he's addicted to catching them once they're out of the bag. But it's also when you're looking at him, you know, going home and finding comfort in vegging out in front of a TV and finding comfort in, you know, a cheeky glass of Jack. The mania of the energy output to be freaking someone out and being in their face and intimidating them, that has to be taxing. Because how, But how do you reason with that? Yeah. But someone just wants information and you know they can go straight through you. Yes. But it is, it is that spiked heart rate. Yeah. It's like a you know, it's like a, a chef working that yeah. intense 12-hour shift yeah. and it's just go, 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 go. We're squeezing the impossible. Like yes. he's chasing, you know, there's homicides happening on the street, big scores. He knows these guys aren't going away. Yes. He doesn't know where... He knows... Now they're in town, they're either going to hit again, or this is our oh, one chance. Or oh, they're ghosted, they're gone. And, but there's our one chance to get them. Yes. There may have been a slight screw-up. Yes. And we know, you know, it could it all could turn on the slightest lead. I think that's why he's so annoyed when leads aren't chased up. Why aren't you getting me the information? Because I can't catch them. Yes. But you're letting me down. Like, I, it, you know, it's the quarterback... And you're putting my pass down. Yes. It was a beautiful pass. Why aren't you catching that? Catch aren't you, like, that shit. Yeah, is. <laughs> Brady just walking <laughs> over to someone. Catch the that shit, shit, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but where it turns, so we're at 33 minutes, 22 seconds. He's trying to reason with him. And he's like, oh, man, man. I was, you know, da, da, da. And they're delayed. I think that's one of the things. When he says it's a substance abuse. Yeah. Like, that's when he's like, don't give me this victim bullshit. You're, You're a victim. junkie. We're the cops. You don't get to talk back to us. You don't get to reason with us. And what's good here is I love th- what's happening right now. 33 minutes, 33 seconds is here's where we get the sweetness. Yeah. This is the yeah. This Did is you fall the, in love. This is the sugar in the tea. This Tell is me you fall the, in yeah, love. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah, give me, give me something. Give me something that's not you being a victim. At least have a prepared story for me. Did you, come on. Did you fall in love, Vincent? And you watch him <laughs> just. And I'll the buy that. I'll buy that. Especially the body language. How he do, he brings the head down. It's that. comforting. I'll buy it. You're buy that. you're going to get the and job. And then he sit, sits back, and you watch what's great. And this is where. Ricky Harris, who plays Torino, does a tremendous reactive performance, which is you can feel him almost inhale, like, oh shit, he's leaning back. The sweetness, yeah, yeah. Vincent Pacino's it's got that great yeah. snake. He's yeah, like, yeah. I'll buy that, I'll buy that. And then he sits back and postures up, and he's like, Vincent, and then the ferocity. 33 minutes, 43 seconds, he begins, he sort of bears those bottom teeth. Give me all your God! Give me all your God! And then back in intimate again, and, and the look there, the look there on Ricky's face, it's um, it's great. It's 
But that's the sort of that's the energy of a younger Pacino as well, like that rawness, that that control again, that control burst. Yes, is phenomenal because he comes, he brings it back. I yeah. think that that's where people have you know talked about the Pacino performances that go into the farcical. It's where there's that continuation of that rage, and it's like it's ongoing, and it feels like it's bleeding into every part of the performance. Whereas you got something like this, and he's going boom. Is it is a live is a live what? It's yeah. man. boom stop. Yeah, up and down, up and down, up and down, turning up and down, and so here. You love that this is where Tarina's just starting to go, I'm giving you everything. <laughs> I've got it. I've... My, my, my brother, yeah. my brother Rich is going to yeah. talk to you. And then, and then there's a little bit of calmness because I think oh, this, this is what he knows. I've got, a, we've got a break. We've got a break. We've... Oh, Richard. I heard Richard. Yeah. yeah. He's going to talk to you, man. It's all good. I'm, I can and the comic like, and the comic time is he here looking, looking under the table, like just, <laughs> the complete mocking of him that goes the whole way. Yeah. He's not no, here, is he? Is he? <laughs> and so you get to that final, we're sort of mid-sentence for Ricky in that final bit. But I, I, for me, this doesn't lose anything. There's no, there's nothing about this performance um, in the context of the film. Like we're doing it in both perfect isolation, which is prime for mockery. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> because we're like picking out a scene, but in the context of what is an amazing performance. Like this suits this character, the ground. No, but I, I think it's part of the showman. Yes, that is Vincent. Like Vincent, like so, turning that on. Like Ricky would almost be disappointed if he didn't get that version. Yeah. Like he's not going to come up and go, "Oh, can you uh, oh, this thing? Can you, if you've got a couple of minutes, can you maybe help us out?" He needs to come in and bust his balls. It's like the captain that needs to come in and go. Give me your badge and your gun. You're out. Yeah. Oh, give me one more chance. He needs like the so American axe murderer. Like you need Alan Arkin coming in here, busting your balls. Hey, paisans, <laughs> crashing the doors and whatnot. Like that's that's how this dynamic works. Yes. Like rat, rat to handler. Yes. That's how it works. I come down. I give you a little leeway. But then when I come down and chew you out... <laughs> He's not going to be like Caesar the dog whisperer. Yes. Like, hey, dominance. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be like grilling... Like a uh, 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 disciplinarian almost. Yeah, big and brash. Yes. Which I, I love it. <laughs> the gimme all you got is phenomenal. Like yes. It's all, you know, it's up there with like, yeah, the, the usual suspects. Everyone <laughs> like calling out the line. Gimme yeah. all you got. It's, it's, and the shaking of the table. He shakes, just, the, he shakes his tiny table, <laughs> his little silver cutlery shakes. <laughs> which could probably be thrown over. Like it's like a card table yeah. that could easily be tossed over. No, I love it. It's it's a great it's a great moment. It is a perfect moment. I think and 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 especially in the contrasts of what you've seen from Vincent already, for me this makes perfect sense. Well, he can He's have been the... con- extremely inconvenienced even being here. Yeah, it's but it's beneath him to come out here. Yeah. Like this should have been He should have already it's almost like he's already established a relationship previously and he's now having to come back and re-exert dominance. Yeah, and you this should have been told to me over the phone. Yeah. Where are you? You answered the call, first call. We didn't page you. You answered the first call and said tonight, 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. to go meet the brother. Yes. Not come down and have to shake you down for it. Shake you down, bust into this disgusting dog fighting pen. It's no different to the mobster that comes down to do the protection money. And they go, I don't have your money. And it's in in their pocket. And they go, don't make me... Don't make me come down here for this. Like that, it only makes the value go up. When, yes. For the next time we come down. So from pure inconvenience. Yeah. Sake. You get no more favors. No. Oh, this is a good scene. 
This is a great scene. I- it's fantastic. And because it, it sort of comes out of nowhere as well. Mm. Like you just don't, you don't know what we're, we're rolling up to this shithole of a of a junkyard. Yes. We actually don't know what they're there for when they turn up. But. And, and this, so right up until, you know, this is a theory that sort of we've posed in a previous one here minute. So I'm sorry if you've listened again, just really quickly synthesize down to something simple is basically the moment that Wayne Grow escapes this film you know, it's running along in this really beautiful parallel track that seems really tight and close together. And at that moment when Wayne Grass skates, it kind of blows out into other storylines. And it's almost it almost makes sense that you see Vincent going, you know, to one other crazy part of LA and Neil goes to another crazy part of LA to meet Kelso with Nate and they go to these different places in LA and yep. downtown is sort of the central orbiting area but they go out and then we go out and we meet you know Donald Breed and played by Dennis Hayes but you know the mm. crook is going to get a job and we see Chris and Charlene and we get to meet these different characters and and so when this goes apart it sort of makes sense you know both in story and geographically to go far away from that epicenter of what we're going to come back to with big heist um and, and we see that, but I think that this scene, the environment change is great as well because we've seen that, you know, very cityscape, very man, and we've got the yellow, um, disgusting sort of sulfur look and the industrial clouds, and here you've got all the tarpaulin and the dirt, and it's a really... You're getting all these different flavours in these different story threads too, which I think is really interesting. And we haven't really had then Vincent with someone who's not... And Compliant. Well, on an, e- on an equal footing. Right. He's either got, like, work friends or home life. Yes. And there's... Like, and there's, 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 a, there's a parody. Power to, the yeah. parody with, for, between those, for the most part. But this, we get clearly the, 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 power, the power balance is right to him. Yes. Um, yeah, which works great to see how he controls someone. And also, it's good to show that, like, Drucker gets to just play Echo. Yeah. You know, he's there... Well, he's he's casing the environment to make sure no danger's coming because it's 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 borderline good cop bad, bad cop. cop, and then well, it's, it's just both bad then cop. it's bad cop bad cop, <laughs> and yeah. then like and then comes sort of nice one. Like oh, I thought, I thought we said before we came in here, you're going to be the sweet one <laughs> asking if he fell in love. I was going to bust his ass about the pager, and you're going to lean in and say just. Give it to me. I'm the nice one here. Drucker, I just went with it. Just, I just, I, I, felt I felt the table. <laughs> I felt the table. If I had my time again, I probably would have done it. Like uh, I having... felt the table because I knew I was going to do the easy here. Yeah, like, and I, just I, sort of I felt the it. table, but I was like, "This I is going to happen. I got to go for it. I got to go. <laughs> for it's it. my moment." <laughs> so we've got that moment here. Um, really good setup because we're getting the power dynamics. I love the aesthetic change. I love just how casually they wander past dog fighting like that gives you another um character trait uh influence on like albert's the contrast in how albert portrays himself versus the character that he is like he was running a chop a dirt filled chop shop in like gritty industrial bad town shanty town la that has a dog fighting ring just and, behind him and you're you're acting like you're running a cartel in Miami kind yeah. of thing in this in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a mansion. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 you're just a bottom feeder. Mm. Um, and that's why it gets treated accordingly. Yes. And I think that that's what's funny about it. Good good for Michael Mann, the guy who literally like, you know, uh, corralled the series of Miami Vice so greatly. You know, he was such a massive part of the, the original TV series to get a guy who looks the part of one of those, you know, creepy cartels but he's, he's probably looked at TV. Well, yeah, to see what they're he's meant to look Miami like. Vice and what he's meant to look like. I'm meant to look like this. Yeah, and he's even out of 
time for this. Yes. Like in this time, like he's, you know, 10 years too late for this. I want to know if that tweed suit was in the original series of Miami Vice. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Straight it, off the rack. Straight off the rack. <laughs> this is a villain from Miami Vice episode, season three, episode eight. You can and, still see the wardrobe tag on it. And, and, and he's, he's, he's wearing it. He's got the little diamond earring. He's looking pretty slick. He's but he flamenco. Looks, he he looks, even says flamenco dancing. Yeah, he just like, because it's a thing. He does it on Tuesday nights. <laughs> You know, you know, I do dancing. Don't make this weird. We've, we've talked about this. You're cool about it. A flamingo dancer. Wow. Good no. performance, though. I mean, to be in front of someone who's going that crazy and to be, to have that controlled fear. Yeah. Which he does. And not try and let, he lets Pacino do his thing. He lets him do his thing. It's the same with, that's why McKelty Williamson as Drucker is so fantastic because he's so almost like complimentary to anyone who's performing off. So later when he's performing alongside Charlene Chahela's, there's that great, and when he looks at Hank Azaria's, you know, Marciano, he just like chews him up. And most, but most of their crew is, most of the police crew are like that. Yeah. They go, we're going to have Pacino leading the way and we're going to have a lot of big swinging dicks around us. Yes. So we're just going to be the consistent ones. Yes. And you can go big around us. Yeah. So they give a good baseline for it. Yeah. But uh, so it's just, it's a really, it's a really great little, it's a great minute. It's it a great is. minute for his character as well. And, and it's good to start, we start, we start, you know, it's now the 34th minute of Heat in the 34th episode of this podcast. And we're really truly seeing, you know, in all of the podcasts, we usually introduce and say it's an epic and it's an opus. And this is literally where it starts to become that epic and that opus. Do you reckon he gives up the information if he doesn't come on the way he does? No, he doesn't. Uh, I mean, he's tr- he's he feels that Vincent is so out of control. I th- I feel like Albert looks at Vincent right now and goes, "I've got to try and give him something. I've got to placate him. I've got to give him something." Yeah. He, he and that's why I wonder if he knows something and he doesn't want to give it, or if he's like, I think oh. he's got it in his pocket. Because yeah. I think you can't just because he doesn't he doesn't get onto his brother after this and go. I've just promised you'll be somewhere. Yes. He knows his brother's going to be there. Yes. But I'm wondering if he necessarily knew he was going to give him up straight away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I think he's got his brother in his back pocket because he knows, you know, he's got some competition that wants to be, you know, quelled, which Mm. is what Tone Lokes Richard kind of later baits them for another another chop shop, which is a competitor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he has to have something because he knows if I, if I say to Vincent that I have nothing, I'm over, I'm done. He shuts his whole thing down because like, that, well, I'm, I'm back in, I'm back inside, I'm back, back inside, in cu- back in cuffs. It like, by I'm back in cuffs after this conversation. Yeah. They're driving him back. <laughs> yeah. They're, like, they're taking him back now and he's processed and he's, and I think that that's no what... one will be around to feed his pooches. <laughs> Or food feed his pooches to each other in the dog bed. But no, I wonder... I think in that moment he's gone... That level of unpredictability in the way he just comes in and just kicks everything down. He's like, oh, I'm I'm done. Yeah. I'm done now. Yeah. So it's great that he gives him something, even though it's a morsel of what is kind of nothing. Um, But it it is, like you said before, it is a break in in their case. No different to Wangro getting away is a break in theirs. Like the plan... Oh no, I don't think this is the break. The break is 
This slick's no motherfucking yeah, joke, yeah. man. Like, no, but that gets that gets them, that gets them, them to that. This it's is the, the start of the breadcrumbs which get yeah. them to that. But yeah. if he doesn't give them that, they don't go to the club. They don't go to the club and do it. Because it's right. shortly after this that all the crooks are having dinner and they're on top of the rooftop looking down going, oh, who's who? Right, bam, bam, bam. It all falls. It yeah. starts falling into place. Yeah. Oh, I love this scene. It's a great scene. Give me all you got. I like this is the same. Like if this was not a sturdier table, we would have been able to reenact a little. But again, the production value has skyrocketed here in, here in one one heat minute studios. Stuku, thank you so much. Pleasure to be back for joining us again on One Heat Minute. Guys, thank you so much for listening again to One Heat Minute. Subscribe, rate, and review to uh, One Heat Minute. You can go to oneheatminute.com to find everything that we've got. Otherwise, just go to iTunes and search One Heat Minute. You can find Stu's latest podcasting project. I highly recommend it. Their latest episode that I've listened to is Attack of the Clones, The Cinephiles. Stu and Liam and Josh are there. They've got a cinephiles.com. Cinephiles.com, at cinephiles, everything else. Basically, it's a podcast where we take the seven deadly sins and attach them to films. So, uh, Wrath, most Wrath recently. Wrath was mine for Attack of the Clones. We've got some... Interesting things coming up. We've got a lust episode for Julia Roberts for Sandra Bullock, which is a lot of fun. So yeah, it's a it's a fun fun show. You can find everything there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Garth Franklin again for his help with web design. Thank you to Paul Davies for doing our music, and thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this is a blast. We're having an amazing fun time unpacking Michael Mann's Crime Over Heat. If you want to email us, it's mail at oneheatminute.com or find me on Twitter at at Blake is Batman. Stu is at Stu underscore watches for everything else. Thank you so much for listening to One Eight Minute and thank you, Stu. Thank you.